Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. If you like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help you guys out. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at Renters Warehouse Dot com Man, do the pulse of fitness where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Your work, first workout is free at mandu.com. Wilson County Hyundai. Do you need a new car? WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Simple as that. They do fantastic work in Lebanon. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. They can be found at CalvinAndSubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care at boneandjointtn.org. So we'll get to the Rex Road nugget here in a little bit, but uh, I do find it interesting that it feels like the Titans had been very sleepy about the wide receiver position uh, for a lot of the offseason. They uh, they cut Adam Humphreys, save $4 million on the cap right there. They allow Corey Davis to go get paid by the New York Jets for $12.5 million a year, they were telling us that the wide receiver position is not what they wanted to spend big dollars on. And then yesterday they signed Josh Reynolds from the Rams to a one-year deal. And then Adam Schefter comes in and says that Sammy Watkins, who's been with the Chiefs the last couple of years, has uh, been is scheduled to take visits with the Ravens and the Colts, also drawing interest from the Titans and the Texans. Zach, what was your uh, first overall reaction to hearing that the Titans were in, in on Sammy Watkins? Well, my first reaction was that we were right, right? Because we had discussed this a couple of days ago right. on Friday. We had targeted Sammy Watkins. We went through all of the free agent list. We went through Antonio Brown. We went through a, a handful of others. And if you watch this show on a consistent basis, I mean, that's what you can get. Uh, some knowledgeable information on we targeted Sammy Watkins and you and I both came to the conclusion conclusion that Sammy Watkins, we would be okay with him being one of the pieces to replace Corey Davis and then going to get a young wide receiver in the draft to groom over the next couple of years, maybe a second round pick. If the right guy falls in the first round, possibly Terrence Marshall Jr. But things have changed since then, since the signing uh, yesterday, but I, I, that that was my first reaction is, okay, this seems about right. We were not off at all. Sammy Watkins was a wanted man. He fits what the Titans need. And he had, you know, he's, Sammy Watkins has been overshadowed over the last couple of years because he plays for the Chiefs. Tyree Kill and, and Travis Kelsey get all of the lights and the fame on top of Patrick Mahomes. Now, Sammy Watkins, you know, he – you know, at first you say Sammy Watkins is a bust because he was a top five pick for Buffalo, not very good, but had kind of found his sea legs later in his career, right? Well, like, if you look at it, to be honest, if you really want to digest Sammy Watkins' career, statistically, his best two seasons were in Buffalo. His first two seasons as that top five pick. His second year in the NFL, he just went over 1,000 yards with nine touchdowns. So he was starting to round into shape. And then year three... He gets hurt and misses half of the year. Only played eight games. Then he was traded to L.A. And then he was shipped to the Chiefs after one year. So then he, he did carve out a nice role with the Chiefs because of their offense. But statistically, the first two years 
in Buffalo were his best two years. And, that, and, and let's it be stayed honest, that first way. two years are better than Corey Davis's first two years as a top five pick. Okay. I, I, cool, man. Like, sweet shot. But again, we're talking about Sammy Watkins. Well, he's a thousand yard receiver in his second uh, yeah, year. I mean, that's, what, that's what does correct. that tell you? Well, it tells me that it tells me that Sammy Watkins has something in him. It well, what, is available. Well, what did we talk about with Corey Davis before this past season that the, the ceiling for Corey Davis, who was trending to be done in Tennessee before last year started, was he could be like another Sammy Watkins, who it was a high draft pick, it didn't work out with the team that drafted him, and he moved on and found success later on in his career with other teams and won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. In, in a role. That's the difference. That's fine. Sammy Watkins. No, 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 no. Let's separate this, guys, because I don't. I, I hate keep saying this. I say this damn thing every damn day. Go get some damn bait. If you're a top five overall pick, you have to be Julio Jones. Okay, that is, that is right around where you need Dude. to be. Now, hey, Austin, I'm talking. You can sit back and listen, and then you can – I will shut my mouth. But listen up. If you're a top five pick, your expectations are much higher. Sammy Watkins are and Corey Davis's are. It doesn't mean that you can't find a role later in your career, and Corey Davis may find a role with the New York Jets. Sammy Watkins found a role with the Kansas City Chiefs. But looking back at their entire career, they will be a bust. Sammy Watkins, for where he's drafted, is a bust. He's never going to live up to the expectations. Now, what do the Tennessee Titans need Sammy Watkins to be? They need him to be a role player to complement A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. That is the role that he would fill if, in fact, he signs. But don't get this twisted. Set your yeah. expectations nobody and keep them there. Man. Nobody disagrees with you. It's just nobody else cares about this. Well, as you much should as care you. because it's so no, your mind, you're Austin. Obs- Zach, it has. You're obsessed with this. Can we move on from it? No, you we may up. not, unless you get it through your skull okay. that that right. should be the expectation of Let's your top stop. five pick. I, I, I swear. Let's stop this. We're talking about Corey Davis going and get $12.5 million from the Jets. We've talked about that enough. We're talking about Sammy Watkins for what he has been in his career. He's been a role player the last three years on the best offense in the world. We can leave Corey Davis out of this. I swear to God, can we not? He's have not a out of this, Austin. You're sitting here in the offseason that he just left. You, he's not out of this. Now, Mariota is out of it because he's years removed. Corey Davis will eventually be out of it. But don't ask out of it right after he signed a I, week ago. I agree with Zach Ramsey or Ethan Ramsey that Zach just triggered himself. That's exactly what this what happened. You triggered yourself with your own comment. No, you talk you that, yes, honestly exactly triggered me with the top 5 conversation. I, I no, you brought it up and you triggered yourself. Okay, literally. All right, let's let's continue to move forward with what Sammy Watkins can be because I do think a wide receiver group of AJ Brown, Sammy Watkins, Josh Reynolds and then the role players the Titans currently have is very attractive. Uh, for Titans fans who have watched big offensive weapons walk and go elsewhere, who were productive, who scored touchdowns when it comes to the combination of Jonu, Corey Davis, and Adam Humphreys. That is a big chunk of offense to replace. If you can replace two of those guys with Sammy Watkins and Josh Reynolds, you're at least on the right path. So let's ask this question before we move forward. What percentage chance do you think the Titans sign Sammy Watkins? What percentage chance do you think the Titans sign Sammy Watkins? But first, 
Let me tell all of you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens in life, make sure you know where to go to get back on the, the, the path to health, and that's the Bone and Joint Institute. We're getting set to do a Bud Dupree ACL rehab update with our Bone and Joint Dog Talk segment coming up next week. So get ready for that. We'll continue to let you know when that will happen. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. It is eSports. Don't forget, BetMGM right there. Code ATOZ Sports. Code ATOZ Sports. Austin, I know this for a fact. You hit a parlay because I hit a parlay yesterday because we talked about said parlay. And then I parlayed that parlay into a nice little over bet that I doubled down last night with, and I barely, I barely won because they put in the scrubs. The shellacking USC over Kansas hit my over 133 and a half. That was a nice little play last night, late night in the NCAA tournament. Download the app today and use promo code ATOZ Sports. They're giving away free money essentially and free promotions all the time, free bets, bet MGM. All right, so what percentage chance do you think the Titans sign Sammy Watkins? That is our first question to get you guys more involved today. There's a lot of good comments. I'm glad you guys are all in this. Uh, so let me read through Puka 35, Jordan 0, Titan Up Ohio 25, Clayton 30, Jerome uh, 20. Uh, and we'll get to Nick Westbrook with cards, Titans, Grizz, 0% there. Owen says 20, Keelan 75%. Uh, NWA Yellow Duke says uh, Sammy is currently meeting with the Colts. That was Adam Schefter's report that he was scheduled to meet with the Colts and the Ravens, also drawing interest from the Titans and the Texans. Titans 8251 0.0. OG Willikin with uh, 25%. Donald with 25%. Um, with Ravens competition, 40% from Stevens, 75%, 5%, 25%, 30, BMO with 35% on YouTube, Darius 5%, Tim 15, Scott 20, Tevrin 0, Titan Superman 14, G-Man with a 25, Jared 10%. Man, these are a lot lower than I kind of expected. Uh, 50%, 84% might be the highest from uh, 305 Fonzo. Zach, what's your percentage here? Uh, my percentage is the same as DJ Bliss 717 on the two one twos. 14. Right there. <laughs> jersey I, number. Uh, Sa- Sammy Watkins jersey number. That I 14%. Here's my prediction. This is what I think will happen. I think Sammy Watkins will sign with the Indianapolis Colts. That that's kind of where uh I because he's meeting with him. And but look, the Ravens have something to offer. Uh, because of 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 their wide receiver core, you just gotta kind of say, hey. Can Lamar Jackson take you to where you want to go? And I also think that the Titans have the ability to to uh, to offer him something good on the football field. Now, financially is a different story, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I'm at 14. percent I, I just think that there there are better options possibly for Sammy Watkins in money and. Again, I, I don't know the connection. I, I kind of based on the report I'm also kind of looking into is Texans and Titans were kind of in the, the, the back half of that report. Doesn't mean that it, it couldn't happen, but I'm at 14%. Uh, yeah, I mean, my percentage was going to be a little higher than that. I like how you played off of his jersey number, the 14, but I was thinking around like 20, 20%. 
chance the Titans can could they're in on it, right? Like if you're saying the four teams involved are Colts, Ravens, Titans, Texans, I think the Texans are probably dead last in that conversation because they have no nothing to offer. Right, right. Uh and you know, and the Deshaun Watson stuff just muddies the water there. But you look at the Ravens and the Colts, the Colts have the most money to offer of the four teams. I think the I think we can go ahead and jump into this conversation because we'll talk about Joe Rexroad's nugget well, about uh, before we go here. This is this is my philosophy of what the Titans' view of Sammy Watkins is. I don't know what Sammy Watkins' view of the Titans is, but this is essentially a hedge of Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds and Sammy Watkins are gonna play the same position per se, like they're gonna play similar roles. This is a hedge to say if Josh Reynolds doesn't work out, you have Sammy Watkins. If Sammy Watkins doesn't work out. You have Josh Reynolds. It's a hedge. I don't know if Sammy Watkins wants to be that. I think he'll get on the field. It's a running football team, first and foremost, with Derrick Henry, not a passing football team, maybe more so than the Colts, even though they run the ball very well. I just think this is a a hedge-type play to cover if Josh Reynolds is not the guy that can take the next step after his first four years in L.A. Yeah, Uh yeah. Do they play the same position? I don't know. I think I think AJ Brown's versatility, even though they used him as the X a lot of times. I, I think Sammy Watkins can motion. I think Josh Reynolds can be a big slot. I, I think they have flexibility with those three guys if if they were to have all three guys on the roster. Again, Sammy Watkins has not signed. He's visiting uh, the Colts and the Ravens, and Schefter saying the Titans and Texans also interested. I, I think if I'm Sammy Watkins. I look at the Indianapolis Colts as being the best opportunity because they have the most available money to spend. And then you also have a team with a really good defense, a pretty good offense. Can Carson Wentz flip it around? That head coach is very bullish on that possibility. Uh, But I don't know if I am. But I do think the best football opportunity are between the Colts and the Titans. The Ravens, Sammy Watkins is going to go to the Ravens and he's not going to get the type of targets that Wentz and Tannehill could give him because Lamar Jackson is limited at throwing outside to wide receivers. That's why they continue to add slot guys with deep speed and tight ends to that uh, to that uh, pass catching group in Baltimore. I think I think the Titans are probably if you want to win. And Sammy Watkins got a Super Bowl two years ago with the Chiefs. If Sammy Watkins wants to win, he goes and signs with the Titans. If Sammy Watkins wants the most money and still having a good chance to win, I think it's the Colts over the Ravens. So that's cut. So I'm at 20% on the Titans being in on Sammy Watkins. I mean, you could argue that if he wants to win, he could go to the Ravens as well. The Ravens are a good football team. The Ravens beat the Titans last year, right? We all know that in the, the wild card. So, uh, there is something there. It's about the position that Sam Watkins plays and the opportunity that that position does not have in Baltimore with the quarterback. Yeah, and Baltimore is going to be, because of Lamar Jackson, they're going to have to draft their offensive weapons. You're, you're forced to play because that's how they... And they have been. It just They yeah. haven't been able to get that to work. You know, and it's it's been difficult for Lamar well, Jackson. It, it has worked. It, it just, like... Uh, if, you look at, if you look at the Ravens, the it, let's look at the Ravens last two years, though, Austin. Last two years ago, they lose to the Titans, home field advantage, best team in the AFC. Last year, they lost to the Bills, 
a lot in part because Lamar Jackson got knocked out of the game. Now, I'm not saying that they would have come back and won. They were behind, but that kind of sealed their fate. The Ravens were not in a bad position by any means the last two years. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it hasn't worked as when it comes to wins and losses. I'm talking about the quarterback's ability to throw to wide receivers successfully. Like that is the, that's what's holding the Ravens back is the lack of progression in Lamar Jackson's throwing uh, ability to get outside the numbers. I'm not talking about overall wins and losses. Lamar Jackson can win games with his legs, but he also loses games because teams can take away his legs. That, that's well, what, but, I'm talking uh, about. what I'm saying is Sammy Watkins is in the position to value the team overall and well, he wants to go to a winning team. He doesn't want to go, he's, he's been spending his time with the Chiefs, a winning culture. It's a again winning team with opportunity for his position. The Ravens don't have both of those fit. The Titans and Colts have both of those fit. Two playoff teams with opportunity for outside wide receivers to make plays. The Titans and Colts have that to happen. So that's that's kind of the update on Sammy Watkins. You're low on it. You're 14%. I'm a little higher, but still low, 20%. I don't expect it to happen. Yeah, I, I would be surprised. I think it would be I would be pleasantly surprised. I think we came to the conclusion Friday that we'd both think that Sammy Watkins would help this offense in replacing Corey Davis because that's what they have to do. Uh, and you know, Josh Reynolds is a wait and see. Josh Reynolds is a is a cheap bet with a high ceiling. One year bet. Yeah. 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 But the ceiling could make you look genius. But if it misses. It's not that big of a deal. Well, the because of the one-year deal, if he does very well, I mean, you have the opportunity to re-sign him, but he also has the opportunity to take his talents elsewhere. And now well, you lose, you, well, you know that 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 is the one thing with the one-year deal with a, a wide receiver betting on himself, essentially. Yeah. All right. Eighty Sports. Let's move on to this Joe Rexro nugget because I I found this very fascinating and also maddening at the same time. Uh, so Joe Rexro from the Athletic put out an, a nugget for about the Titans wide receivers uh, that I'll tell you about next. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. Calvin and Subtle is where you need to get your hardwood floors. Six one five four four eight sixty four fourteen. That's six one five four four eight sixty four fourteen. Or online at calvinandsubtle.com. Hey. You, you right here. I got I got locked and loaded. We feature these hardwood floors on A to Z Sports. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, you can see it live. This is the Rivoli. This is one of my favorite hardwood floors that we feature. This can be installed in your house one to two weeks after you pick it out. They're efficient. They're friendly, and they are good at what they do. CalvinandSubtle.com or give them a call today 615-448-6414. Don't forget, BetMGM, the king of sports books. That's where you need to go. Download the app, BetMGM. Use our bonus code, ATOZ Sports, and you can get a risk free bet uh, for up to $600 with your first deposit and your first bet just by using our code, ATOZ Sports, when you download the app and sign up today. The king of sports books, they've got awesome parlays. They're giving out boosted parlays like it's candy right now. And thank God I hit last night because I needed that big time after my weekend. But college basketball has four big days coming up at the end of this week. The line's already out. You can already start working on those new futures. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. 
You're live. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm really curious about this Rex Road Nugget because I I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, so this is both maddening and expected. So Joe Rexrode, credit to Joe. I I like doing this when it deserves credit because uh, Joe Rexrode had a great headline this morning uh, and a great tweet. He said, there's a name that hasn't been discussed much externally, at least when it comes to the wide receiver situation. It has been discussed internally, that plus the depth chart as they're saving up, shaping up for the season. So Joe Rexrode talking about an internal fix or an internal wide receiver that the Titans themselves feel very high on. And that would be second year undrafted wide receiver, Nick Westbrook Akina out of Indiana. Here is what Rex road says after he intros the situation and he says, Josh Reynolds, not the answer, uh, but he's at least a part of the answer to replacing Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. He says Reynolds helps some more help is needed, but a source said the Titans were thinking never in were never into the top guys on the market. And here's why Nick Westbrook Akina. And then he says, that's not a complete answer either. So like, I, I, I agree. i I feel like I line up with how Joe Rexrode feels about this, and I believe that Joe Rexrode is being told this. It, it's maddening, but expected. And I bet Rexrode did a great job with it. Jo- Nick Westbrook, 6'2", 211 pounds, uh, undrafted guy to Indiana last year. 14 games he played for the Titans. Three passes for 33 yards. The most notable came on the fake punt from Logan Woodside that converted on first down against the Ravens in that win in the regular season. But Nick, and this is not a shot at Joe Rexha. Nick Westbrook cannot be relied upon to be a, a, a fix or a replacement of Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. He cannot be that. Nick Westbrook could be an added bonus that's, oh, what a nice surprise. Nick Westbrook had a pretty good year too. But my God. What is a it, pretty good year for Nick Westbrook in your opinion? 20 catches for how many yards 200 yeah that's that's a pretty good year and if that happens then oh look at nick westbrook trying to make a name for himself undrafted guy had a good jump from year one to year two but in no way in no way can that be why the titans were not involved in free agent wide receivers or it cannot it absolutely cannot stop them from drafting a wide receiver in the first or second round. As they with Josh Reynolds, only Josh Reynolds, because we're not expecting Sammy Watkins to be a part of this evaluation. If it's just Josh Reynolds, they have to go get a receiver in the first or second round. If Sammy Watkins comes into the fold and they still love Nick Westbrook, NWI they call him, if they still love him, fine. Go get a slot guy in the third round. But they absolutely cannot allow... NWI to keep them from drafting a wide receiver or from stopping them from spending money on a free agent. This is I mean, asinine. It, sound, it sounds like a, a, a sick joke. Uh, and, and this is not Joe Rexroth's fault. He's reporting something that he found out based on a source. This is not necessarily an opinion full-fledged. And I have not read. Uh, sorry, Joe. I don't subscribe to The Athletic. But uh, <laughs> That's cheap. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, you think I, I am actually the least cheap person if you think about it, but uh, I, I just I, I don't value that, and that's just my it's my thing. I, I that's one of the reasons why we're free. We free, 
F-R-E-E-E-E-E, free. You don't have to pay us anything. Uh, everything's free, free. And so I, I don't I don't know. I haven't read it. But based on what you said, uh, this is a sick joke. You know what? It, it made me think about like what they expected Khalif Raymond to give them based on the few games towards the end of the season last year and that big game in the playoffs and the big touchdown catch against the Ravens. And Khalif Raymond did not give you anything because he's just not good. He's not good enough. Nick Westbrook, Akina, Ikea, I don't know what he's putting together, but he's not good. He's not good. But like with, with the Khalif Raymond thing, like you're right. But what were the expectations for Khalif Raymond? To be wide receiver four and be pretty good at punt returns. That was the expectations. They've lost wide receivers two and three and tight end one, and they've only signed Josh Reynolds. They cannot expect Nick Westbrook to be anything more than maybe wide receiver four. Because how did they play Nick Westbrook at wide receiver last year? When he was in there, they ran the football the high majority of the time. A lot of times, Nick Westbrook was in, I saw 15 lined up, and I go, well, here comes Derrick Henry on second and nine. And then what happened? Nick Westbrook goes out. A.J. Brown and Corey Davis come back in. It's third and eight. And they have to string something together. Like it's, it doesn't make any sense. Like Nick Westbrook, as as little, as limited as uh, training camp was this past year because of COVID. I only got to go to four practices. But I talked to people who went to a lot of practices and were there on days that I wasn't. And there was one, there were two consistent things in training camp, all training camp long. Jonathan Joseph sucked ass and Nick Westbrook was dropping passes. And both of them made the team and played a lot of games. Jonathan Joseph was a necessity because of Adore Jackson's injury. And then uh, it Nick Westbrook, just I don't know how he made the team because based off of his performance in camp, he couldn't catch anything. And somehow he made the team. But they're high on him. They're, I- I'll, I'll, read, I'll read more from Rex Road. He says... This is not exactly the stuff of legends, but the Titans like Westbrook Akina's upside. They also like the upside while paying him 780 grand this year. They're also aligned with observers who saw Davis break up, break out of 19, aided greatly by Brown and Henry. Like, so they're talking about getting favorable matchups uh, for Nick Westbrook because AJ Brown's on the other side. That that's just if the Titans actually believe that, I am concerned. And I think Jimmy Morris brought up a good question here in the comments earlier on. I'm going to try to scroll back and find it. Jimmy says, uh, "Does anyone else worry about the arrogance in that building?" Uh, yes, I, I I do. And we've we've talked about the arrogance of Vrabel um, throughout before, but yeah, I, I absolutely. Um, agree with that statement from Jimmy. Well, yeah, because of what we've learned uh, about how the building works and and who they value. I mean, you can't be surprised at a network. Everybody works within their network. If they know guys, they're going to hire those guys. And Vrabel, that's right on cue and on point of what he's been doing over the last several years. And he, whether it is a collaboration with John Robinson or uh, convincing whatever it is. Yeah. There's, there is ego in there and that's what Vrabel is though. Like we can't be surprised about this is Vrabel that that's also what makes Vrabel and has made Vrabel successful in his life, whether it's a player 
or as an assistant coach and as a head coach. Rabel, so far, three years in, has been a successful head coach. Oh, no, now, no. He, he, he had the benefit, and this needs to be recognized, that not every coach gets he had the benefit of taking over a playoff team. That is unusual in this league. You don't get, hey, here's a a, a pretty put-together team. We just need you to put over the hump. Not right? just a playoff team. They won a playoff game. Yeah, well, again, it's John Gruden's situation with the Bucks. He took over for Tony Dungy. That was an outstanding team. It was just the coach's issue. Like, but it doesn't happen that often. Mike Vrabel has taken them from a uh, maybe a good team to a very good team, has not reached the great level yet, as they have referenced. But Vrabel's ego has helped that. It has gotten them in line. Lawan respects them. Tannehill and Henry respect the way that, that he he coaches, and the way he treats players. Some also have problems with it, a la Wesley Woodyard speaking up uh, earlier last week. So uh, you it's you kind of gotta th- that comes with the territory with Vrabel, and that is a trickle down because if it's his guys within the the building, and I agree, this is a good conversation to have and a good comment to bring up by Jimmy is. You have to expect if Vrabel's an ego guy, he's going to bring in more ego guys. Well, and, and again, Jimmy adds, I think ego and arrogance are two different things. Like, because everybody that's a head coach, everybody that talks like we do for a living, there are so many professions that require ego. What we do requires ego. What Mike Vrabel does requires ego because that's just the type of personality that NFL head coaches have. They think they can do things better than other people. But it's the arrogance of, of what we're talking about here with thinking that Nick Westbrook Akine can go from your practice squad special teams guy to a contri- a significant contributor on offense to replace Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis. That is a different level of arrogance. Yeah, I, well, I, I would label that as stupidity, not necessarily arrogance. And I don't know Rex Road's source of who actually thinks that or who – what the conversation was. Now we're talking about kind of third parties, right? Where a guy, I know a guy who knows a guy. Now, Rex Rose is very reliable. He yes. he covers the team. It, it respect respect that. Yeah, none of this uh, is I, against Rex Rhodes' report. It's, it's more, just about what Rex Rhodes is reporting that nobody likes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a guy is three, three catches for 33 yards. On eight targets. Like, it's not like they threw him the ball a lot or really tried to. Like, there was a reason why he didn't get a lot of targets last year. Austin, we both agree they're going to have to go to the draft to find their guy in the second or third round that they can take a chance on, use some draft capital. They got two third-round picks. What Whatever it is to help this offense make up for Corey Davis's performance last year and Jonu Smith's performance last year in the in the right of touchdowns and in receiving yards between the two of them. Yeah, and somebody says that Rex Rhodes not reporting. He says they're planning on doing it. No, he's reporting because he said per source uh, in this article that they're relying. And that's what I asked Austin. In that the first thing I asked, and he goes, "Is this an opinion column or you know, is it's, this a report?" It's, it's Reynolds needs Reynolds help some. More help is needed, but a source said the Titans were never into the top guys on the market, and here's why. Nick Westbrook, Akina. I like Nick Westbrook, Ikea. Yeah. You got to call him Ikea. No, I mean, I'm not that. He's got to put it together. I'm not that. (laughs) Look, this year is Nick Westbrook's job to put it all together. 
but my my because I get it, it's easy to make fun of names that are abbreviated like that, but they're usually abbreviated for a reason, and usually it's a very sentimental reason. So I don't want to be disrespectful towards the reason why Nick Westbrook has no. the abbreviated name. No, 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 no. Nicknames, you can't get butt hurt over nicknames, and I'm not saying he, he's not this listening. This isn't a nickname. This is disrespecting a person and using no, his last name. No, no, it's yes, not a nickname. Oh, Oh, all of my friends a, have You're nicknames. making fun of his name. <laughs> no, like, it's, it's not. He, if he puts it all together, it makes a lot of sense. You can get a big sponsorship deal with Ikea next year if he has, you know, what we say, we, a pretty good year if he gets, you know, 300 yards. It's putting it together. It's a good play on words. Again, you don't pick your own nickname. Somebody else picks them for you. That's how it works. Josh so, says Ikea looks great but breaks down easily. <laughs> Well, you can look at it a couple of different ways. Yeah, and so Zach asked, uh, Zach, different Zach, asked, can he get 30 catches? Look, Tajay Sharp had 25 catches and scored four or five touchdowns on that two years ago. So can Nick Westbrook blossom into getting 30 catches? If he does, the Titans season has gone terribly wrong. Like, if Nick Westbrook gets 30 catches, somebody they that's better got hurt and the Titans offense is struggling because the only reason why Tajay Sharp, who is a way better NFL wide receiver than NWI got 25 catches is because Adam, Adam Humphreys got hurt late in the year and Tajay stepped in nicely and had a big couple of games there, especially against the saints to keep the Titans in it. I, look, I, NWI I'm out on NWI. It just, it's just easier to say. No, because NWI is closer to NWA, and NWA is cool. And we don't know that much enough about IKEA to know how I do cool know, he I do is on on and off the field. I do know this: the uh, uh, the Tighten Up podcast that comes out Wednesdays on our network, A to Z Sports Podcast Network, had Nick Westbrook Akina on in this off season, and he's he was really good. Like he's a really smart guy. Like I, I walked away from that interview with him on the Tighten Up podcast thinking. Why is Nick Westbrook wasting his time playing football? Because the guy seems a lot more talented and smart and intelligent to go do other more important things than be around football. Well, the Titans are high on him. That's why. Surround yourself with people that believe in you. And Ikea is doing that. Look, I wish him the best. I hope he gives 30 catches. Uh, I mean, in some capacity, not in the way that you insinuated, which I agree with, Austin. But... Uh, he ain't the answer. The, the problem here's here's the issue. If they want Nick Westbrook, and if they ha- and if they love Nick Westbrook's upside, awesome. That's fantastic. I'm glad you think you found something in an undrafted free agent. But make him wide receiver four upside, not relying him to go from a nobody to a relied upon contributor. And that's what he'll be. And they that, right, they won't. Do that. So don't allow that. Don't stop that upside that you like from going out there and adding other better talented people like Josh Reynolds to be wide receiver three and then Sammy Watkins or drafted player X to be wide receiver number two. Cause the perfect situation is AJ Brown at one first to second round pick at wide receiver two, Josh Reynolds three, and then Nick Westbrook four. I can live with that for a year, especially depending on who that draft pick is. I have enjoyed this conversation, but I believe that it is time to stop talking about Nick Westbrook, Ikea. Let's move forward.
Yeah, that's that's fine with me. Yeah, OG just checking in on maybe the Purdue Pro Day going on that Rondale Moore just had a vertical jump of 42 and a half and doesn't look human. Yeah, that would uh, – Rondale Moore excites me because I watched Rondale Moore when he was a freshman and sophomore blow up Ohio State uh, for Purdue a, a few years back, which was very fun. Very fun. All right, Zach, let's get to this because somebody else the Titans moved on from <laughs> – <laughs> got paid. Louis pretty funny. That Cody Hollister's going to start. That that's a good comment. Look, you Louis, you're going to get a like for that. That that made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want any part of that either. Cody Hollister, it looks like a lax bro and plays wide receiver like one too. Okay. So, Adoree Jackson flat out gets paid. Somebody's wrong on Adoree Jackson. We'll talk about that here in a second, but first let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. If you want to find out how much your home can rent for, simply go to RentersWarehouse.com and they can do that. They are the pros when it comes to the rent estate uh, market here in Nashville, which is a booming market. If you want to create extra cash flows for you and your family, simply go to RentersWarehouse.com. If you are renting currently and want to Upgrade, downsize, whatever it might be. Renterswarehouse.com has a great inventory across the entire mid-state for you to check out. Again, renterswarehouse.com is where to go. Download the app today, BetMGM. Use promo code ATOZ Sports. They'll hook you up with great promotion right there. You can download it. It's absolutely free, but that promo code will hook you up. Austin, I, I can't even remember this, but Maven asks, what was the bet Austin couldn't jump? We did a vertical jump, but what was the bet? I can't remember. Um, that oh, Juwan Jennings, former Vols wide receiver, got twenty nine and a half inch vertical, and I said I could get it because I jumped thirty four in high school. Um, and so we went to my old high school, and my old football coach told me right when I got there, "What do you say? What do you say, Zach?" Your legs don't have the power. No, power is the first thing that goes. <laughs> well, essentially, so, your legs don't have it. Either. Yeah, yeah. He goes, you might be in great shape. You might be, you know, in the best shape of your life, but you ain't powerful anymore. That goes away. And so I jumped. My goal was to try to get 29 inches. I jumped 26. So, fail. Yeah, I don't know what was lost in that. I think, yo, you had to paint your face. This was yeah, yeah. Again, I had a lot of face painting last year. Well, All right, so one more time when Jadeveon Clowney signs for $7.3 million or something. We'll, or we'll higher. see. We'll see. Okay, so Zach, Adoree Jackson got a lot of money from the New York Giants. I don't know why Logan Ryan was needed in this recruiting pitch if they were going to offer him this much money. But uh, Logan Ryan, uh, I'm sorry, Adoree Jackson gets three years, $39 million. So it's 13 per year. The first two years are guaranteed. So that's $26 million guaranteed. So I thought Bill Barnwell does a lot of like interesting stuff at, at ESPN that has a lot of reaches, but I thought this was really good. The Titans cut Jackson to avoid guaranteeing his fifth year option for a little over 10 million. So getting 16 million in the first year, 27 million in two from the Giants means one of these organizations screwed up. So either the Titans screwed up by cutting him for a bargain or the Giants are screwing up by paying him $27 million over the first two years. Who screwed up? Who is wrong about Adoree Jackson? This is a very interesting conversation. And I agree. I thought it was a very, and I'm glad you brought this up is Bill Barnwell is 
100% correct. Somebody's wrong here. And I here's the justification that maybe the Titans could have. They knew more about Adoree Jackson than anybody else. They drafted him. They were a first-round pick. They groomed him. They coached him. And ends up, he did not have a good year last year due to injury, right? He missed 10 weeks or more. At least. I at think least he played, 10. Yeah, I'll look it up. Right. So so if you look at Adoree Jackson, now the Giants need secondary help. I feel like that since they – I think I feel like the Giants have always needed secondary help. And constant need for secondary help. They, Adoree I mean, Jackson only played in three games last year, uh, and then he played the playoffs. So he missed 13 regular season games, including the bye week. So Adoree Jackson did not play until week 15. But in 2019, Adoree Jackson played well. He, he wasn't Very a pro bowler or outstanding or the best guy on the team, but he played well, and I think that's valued. Now, the I think two things. First and foremost, the Giants overpaid Adoree Jackson, but as we've learned, that's the market. The Jets overpaid Corey Davis. The Patriots overpaid Jonu Smith. The list goes on and on. Nelson Aguilar overpaid, right? That's the industry. So, I think this was more about the Titans having to cut money based on what they know about Adoree Jackson. I actually think, to answer the question, who do you think will be wrong about Adoree Jackson? I think the Titans will be wrong about Adoree Jackson. I think the Giants will get out what they want of Adoree Jackson. I believe they will. I mean, how old is Adoree Jackson? 25 years old. Right? So he, he speed is still there. Agility is still there. He has a full offseason to heal up whatever injury was nagging him this past season. He's going to come out, and we've seen it before. Maybe a new setting, a different coaching staff. I also value this. What we've learned more about the coaching, defensive coaching style after Dean Pease in Shane Bowen and Mike Vrabel running this defense, I think maybe getting out from under them will help Adoree Jackson with the New York football giants. I say that the, the, the Titans are going to be wrong. I have a, I have a prediction about Adoree Jackson with the giants. My prediction, Zach, is the first time they talk about a Dory, whether it's the GM or the head coach, the first time they discuss signing a Dory Jackson in a press conference, they will absolutely bring up. I think a Dory is going to have a really big impact on our special teams. <laughs> I absolutely think the New York giants are going to try to bring back the return game for Dory Jackson and going to realize very quickly how that's a bad idea. Or, if he gets one punt return for a touchdown, it's a win. Because the Titans no, not, couldn't no, do that. No, but, well, Adoree Jackson was the reason why that didn't happen with the Titans. Because Adoree Jackson was gun-shy as a returner. He could not make up a decision on whether to field a punt or let it bounce, call a fair catch, and go get it. And that wasn't the case in college, which was weird. Well, he won the Thorpe Award, which is the best defensive back in the entire country. And his ability to help on special teams as a return guy kind of went into that. But like Adore Jackson, 
I like Adoree Jackson's upside and ability as a corner in the NFL. The the ship has sailed on Adoree Jackson as a return man, and I don't think the Giants know that yet. I think they're going to try to see what they can pull up, come up with, and they're probably going to say it in the opening press conference about him. Adoree Jackson cutting him. We've talked about this. The Titans cutting Adoree Jackson to save just over $10 million on their cap this year was the correct move for business. It hurts them on the football field, but we don't know what the Titans know about the Patel and knee injury that kept him out for 14 game, 13 games uh, this past season. The Giants probably don't know as well as the Titans do, but he did visit there, so they had an opportunity to look at his knee uh, before they signed him to this contract. The Giants are more wrong in this decision because they are signing a guy who might have a lot of great uh, upside to $13 million a year when who else was trying to pay the guy $13 million a year? Like, who were they bidding against? Like, that's what I, like, there was no, no other team was being reported of having interest in Adoree Jackson other than the Giants. Adoree Jackson. I mean, you can't base it off of that. Uh, There's, time right he was signed pretty quickly after he was cut adory jackson would have found a team that that, that that doesn't make any sense austin you saying that i throw out of the window but, that makes zero why sense. 13 million dollars a year for what like for, like for what he did two it's years ago the market price of a 25 year old corner that's and a I first think, round pick and i think the and i think the giants vastly overpaid for Dory Jackson, when the Titans made the right business decision, no, Dory, we talk. I just prefaces. I, you have to overpay to attain those. Type I'm answering of the question. I let. I'm answering the question. You answer the question. You think the Titans are more wrong, but you also agreed that the Titans made the right business decision by cutting him. I'm saying the Giants are going to be wrong in this because a Dory Jackson is not worth 13 million dollars a year when the Titans just showed that he's not worth 10 million dollars a year. If if Adoree Jackson was the coming Titans, off, no, 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 but we you know we established this, Austin. That Adoree wasn't worth ten million dollars a year to the Titans in their situation. If if and the Titans off were the in the injury. same, and I, I would say this, Austin, if the Titans were in the same cap situation as the Indianapolis Colts, Adoree Jackson is worth ten million dollars to the Tennessee Titans. If Adoree Jackson did not get hurt and played all season along the same lines of what two years were were. They wouldn't have cut him. They would have kept him for $10 million because it's a fifth-year option. $10 million was good. But based off of what happened this past season and Adoree Jackson having a an injury that kept him out for a long time, I it made the right sense. And again, it made all the sense for the Titans to cut him. We it doesn't agree make sense. With that. It doesn't make sense for the for the Giants to sign him for $13 million a year. It over makes sense. Years. That's the market. A market He's 25 and, and injured. I, again, I don't injured? think what? Oh, Austin, stop. What? He was injured. He has eight months to come back. Stop this. Okay. Noise. All right. He was injured. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, I you think said he, was, he is injured. He was. That, that was incorrect of what you said. I said, and injured. Like, yeah, he was injured. injured yeah, but is, it's not like he's not going to heal. Okay. You're, you're diving so like. No, you brought this up. I didn't. Yes, I'm not diving. He's coming off of an injury where he didn't play but three games and did not play very well. And he will have eight months to get back to normal. Football players do this all the time. I think Adoree is going to be adequate 
and do be do exactly what the Giants want him to do. Again, we're it's okay to disagree. I'm not upset about that. I just like don't it. necessarily understand your premise behind it based on him being injured. And and I think a, a good point uh, from Puka, you need to talk to your bone and joint people. And you know what we're going to do? Because next week we will talk about Bud Dupree's ACL injury and the rehab that he's on. We'll bring up, because we know what it is. Paul Kowarski reported it last week. It was a patella injury for Dory Jackson. So we can discuss that as well. He also, as Rob said, he passed the physical. Yeah, that so did Isaiah something. Wilson. Like, like you, like passing physicals is not that big of a deal. But Isaiah Wilson wasn't injured. That, but a lot goes into passing a physical. <laughs> like, right, talking, but we're like, not talking about that. That's a apples and oranges. That's not doesn't make sense. Yes, but I, okay. I, you I said did. even yourself that they had an opportunity to check his knee. That was yes, a part of your spiel. I understand that. I, I'm not changing. But he he played awful when he came back from the injury last year. He obviously he didn't. Um, with Rob says he did not look like the same corner. He has a lot of bounce back that he he needs to have a good rebound year. Uh, Maven he has says eight months to be healthy. Maven says uh, mentally injured. And uh, Chris says Adoree is an average. I think Adoree Jackson is above average at being a cornerback. And 2019 showed that. Can he be that in 2021 with what his 2020 season was? I will uh, I'll make an effort. I watch all the games. I will make an effort to see how Adoree plays this next year. And, and we'll, we'll report back. I'll be honest. You know, if he's slow, he's slow. If he's good, he's good. And uh, Dom says, I'm telling y'all, Patella injuries are serious. The Giants are taking a big gamble. Patella injury ended his career. I don't know what kind of career Dom had before the Patella, but but it ended Dom's. I don't think it's going to end like Dory's. Austin comparing ACL injuries to Lewis. I don't know, Dom. I don't know if Dom was a college basketball athlete. I don't know. He wasn't Dom... a professional athlete. I respect Dom. Yeah, I like the... Dom. Dom, watch right. if Dom. If Dom was a professional athlete, then maybe that may be different. But that is exactly well, like Austin that... comparing his I'm ACL not. injury to Lawan's. No, I'm, I'm saying it would be. I'm okay. not saying you it's, are. No, you you said it. It is like, I and I like you're you were exactly listen. Yes, and saying it is like Austin comparing his, I did not do that. You, the, the it's way you, like that. You like, have before. I have <laughs> not done that before. I'm saying I have knowledge and personal history of rehabbing an ACL. Like, I, give me a break. It's I know something that, about it. I, I, I know and, more than you so know you about it. you agree that Dom is a little, little much with what is available to Dory Jackson in his rehabilitation process Compared to what would be available to Dom and his. That matters. Again, my point is, we don't know Dom's life. We don't know what Dom was on the path of doing before his patella injury. That's, that's my point. Dom says he played college football, but yeah, I get your point. Apples and oranges. Again, I'm, I was <laughs> saying that more as a joke. Zach took it very seriously. But anyway. Well, uh, no, so- you... You said it to prove and solidify your point. I know as, what you were doing. I was saying tongue in cheek, Zach. You just stupid. didn't get it because you're taking this too seriously. Well, because we're having a discussion and you're basing it on an injury when he has eight months to heal. Going, it was a joke, year. dude. I was trying to transition to trivia, but uh, we had to have that delay and extend a couple minutes. All right, now let's get to trivia. I will gather up our record for what we've done in the first two weeks of trivia. It's only been one week. We skipped last week. 
Yeah, we skipped this uh, last week because of free agency. Yes. So we've only done one week since our reset. So that's easy for me to look up. Uh, so, Zach, uh, I will find the trivia record, but you tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next vehicle. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They've got that that Palisade, that brand new 2021 Palisade, which is the SUV. Austin and I have test driven that bad boy, and we absolutely love it. It's got luxury seats. It's got all of the technology you need on the dash at a great affordable price. It And it's got a warranty, which is great. So they have them in stock today, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You can also uh, get the Sonata in which I drive. It's a reliable car. I absolutely love my Hyundai Sonata. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go there, call them, or set up an appointment and say, hey, look, I need to speak to the owner, Payne Bone. I've been hearing you guys on A to Z Sports all the time. I'm looking at a new vehicle. I'd like to test drive one. What can I do? WilsonCountyHyundai.com to check the inventory. Call them today. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. That's Wilson County Hyundai. BetMGM, they are the title sponsor of our show, and they can help you out with some sports betting entertainment. A lot of fun. Download the app. Use our bonus code ATOZ Sports. They've got several entry options for you right now. There's always the risk-free bet up to $600 with your first deposit and your first bet. They've also got college basketball uh, first user signups too that we'll talk about later in the week. So BetMGM is where to go, the king of sportsbooks. Download the app. Use our code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. Zach, our trivia record uh, was eight and two. So eight and two is what we did two weeks ago. Our, we missed a couple like soccer questions, I think. There were some tough ones that we missed on, but we got really close on like when golf was first televised or something like that. But we were we were eight and two. So that's where we start off as we try to get 75% uh, correct over a 10-week stretch. So let's get this thing going with our 10 trivia questions. We only only have one rule. The rule is no Googling. So let's get this thing rolling, Zach. Yeah, we've got some tough ones to start. Great. Um, and that's just what it is. Starting out, and I don't know this, how many players are on a team in Olympic volleyball? Like how many are on the on the court at one time? It says how many players are on a team in Olympic volleyball. That's very deceiving. I, I told you that the and first couple are, are going to be indoor or outdoor. Olympic is indoor. Well, outdoor is two. We know that. Because of the famous women volleyball, right? There's two. But that this is this is tough. I again, they don't get easier. Well, but the, like it's just vague. It's there's not enough information to be specific on the question. I'll repeat the question: How many players are on a team in Olympic volleyball? It would be the same thing as how many players are on a uh, American football team. What would your answer be? I, I mean, I would probably say 11, right? Because you'd go on the field. Like, how many people are on the field? No, you'd probably go 53. Again, like that's that's the point. Is I don't know what the what they want. Is on the roster or on the court at one time? The question is, I'll repeat it one more time, is how many uh, – well, now I've lost it. Um 
how many players are on a team in Olympic volleyball? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I have nothing here. What's the chat saying? Uh, 12 has a lot of comments. I mean, it's all over the place. Six, you rotate one to seven. Like it's all over the place. Nobody knows. 12 on a team. 12 is probably the most common answer. Is that where we want to go? I think it's wrong, but we can go 12. Well, you don't have to get upset. I'm not getting upset. I just, I don't understand what they're asking. I say that if, if the answer is two, we get it correct. Right. We're hedging this. Yeah. I think we should, we can hedge. I think that's fair because if it is the Olympic sand volleyball is two, but it didn't say sand. So I think it's indoor. That's I what I'm think, saying. I don't, the, two is not question, going to be the answer. The question does not have enough information for us I, to make. I understand, but you can't, it is what it is. All right. So let's go with 12. 12 seems to be the most popular answer. So let's go 12 final A to Z. The correct answer is 12. Really? So we did get that right. Okay. Right. So it wasn't that bad. It was right on point. Okay, sounds good. We're one and zero. We took a long here to, way to get there, but we got there to one and zero. In 2018, the Bills celebrated which anniversary of being in the NFL? In 2018, the Bills celebrated which anniversary of being in the NFL? I want to say. 2018 was the 50th of the entire NFL, right? But my my thought was 60 for the Bills. I think, but the NFL was 50 years old in 2018. NFL was uh, 1960. Last year was 2020, and that was their 100th anniversary because they were the 100 tag. Um, as far as the Buffalo Bills are concerned, though, I don't really know. F- people are saying 50. I think it's 50 or 60. We, I, I, we're getting 50 and 60 answers, but most people say 50. Dadson says 50 is the answer. Orlando and Rob also going with 50. They started the AFL in 1960, says Justin. Josh says 60. So we're between 50 and 60. Which one do you want to go? It's 50's too 50's not long enough. I think it's 60. The majority, I think, is 60. I think it's we've 60. got Dadson saying 50 is the answer. I think we go with 60. I think it's 60. You want to lock it in? Final A to Z, 60. The Buffalo Bills celebrated their anniversary of being in the NFL in 2018, and it was their 49th anniversary. Who does that? Like, screw the Bills for celebrating 49. That's stupid. (laughs) Who does that? Nobody has a happy 49th birthday. No, you do it 50th year. All right, we're we're one in one week. 
Next Wayne. question. Who was the MVP of Super Bowl 20 between the Chicago Bears and the New England Patriots? This was the 85 Bears vaunted defense. They wasn't, shellacked the Patriots. Wasn't that um, – who was the defensive end? It, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Richard <laughs> Dent. Good. It was, it was good. Richard Dent. Richard Dent. It had to be, yeah, it was Richard Dent. Richard Dent. Richard Dent, final A to Z. The correct answer is Richard Dent. All right, two and one. All right, next question. What country is the great center Arvinus Sabonis originally from? Ooh, man. Because his his son's in the league now. Yeah, he's an all-star. He plays for the Pacers, in which I lost a bet last night on the Pacers because I thought, uh, well, Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't play, and I thought that the so Pacers were going to win, okay, and they got shocked. Sabonis, Sabonis. Lithuania comes from Justin. Slovenia from J-Rome. <laughs> Two very similar answers that make both complete sense. I could, yeah, I could see either. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Lithuania Serbia? from Bimo. Is he they're Serbian? I mean, <clears throat> there's three Lithuania. Who, what, where's Jokic from? He's from I don't know. This is tough. Uh the question is: what country is the great center Arvinus Sabonis originally from? Hey, look at this. Justin uh says his family's from Lithuania. And so he says he said Lithuania earlier. So I think it's 100%. 100% final A to Z. Should we, should we lock it in with Lithuania? If uh, this is a, I, uh, Justin, a Justin it's on answer. You, bro. All right. Lock it in. Final A to Z. Lithuania. The correct answer is Lithuania. All right. Good job. Three and one. That was pretty good. That was good. Uh, all right. Next question. This is the fifth question. This is number five. We're, th- we're three and one. After that stupid Bills question. All right. This is going to be a tough one. Okay. How big was Shaq's five-year deal when he signed with the Heat in 2005? How big was Shaq's five-year deal he signed with the Miami Heat in 2005? It's really tough because I don't know like what was considered a big deal back then. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it like $60 million over five years? Like I have no idea. Donald says a hundred. Yeah. Well, there, that would make the most sense. Right. Cause that is a, like a mark. 130 from Rob hundred from Puka. Shaq size from Tom, a hundred million from William. So we've got a, a several hundreds. I think I think we have to go hundred. Fonzo says oh, three hundred five. Fonzo <laughs> from South. Oh, nice, nice. Fonzo said uh, hundred mil. So all right, let's go to hundred mil. Might as well. Hundred mil final A to Z. The correct answer is $100 million. There you go. I'm glad it wasn't $99 million like the Bills question. I know, right? Yeah, it would have been ridiculous. Pat Riley just shaving some money off of the end. All right, so we're 4-1. and We've got five more questions to go. The only rule is no Googling. 
Uh, so far, we've gotten a lot of help from the chat today. But uh, more trivia questions coming up. But first, real quick, let me tell you about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout goes by faster than this trivia. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. It's full-body electronic muscle stimulation. So that 15 minutes actually simulates over five hours in a regular weight room. Mandu.com, it's for everybody, any age, any fitness level, in shape, out of shape, Mandu can help you achieve your fitness goals at mandu.com. Your first workout's free. A to Z Sports, we are doing trivia. The next question comes from the Olympics. Vietnam won its very first Olympic medal in 2000 in what event? So was that, that was a, was it summer or winter? I'm guessing summer for Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely summer. Vietnam won its first Olympic medal in 2000 in what event? No Googling, because if you get it right out of the gate, that's BS. We got to really put some brain power behind this. I mm. are, are, are Vietnamese fast? God, there's some really bad. It's not basketball. <laughs> <laughs> some really bad comments that I don't want to read. Um, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, the yeah, chat it, has turned. Yeah. Has turned. <laughs> uh, gymnastics, I think would be an interesting answer. Yes. That would make more sense. Um, Danny says, I think it was the chicken archery and Louie first, the first answer. And I dismissed it because it was Louie said archery. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, Ooh, well, uh, in ping pong, 2000, 2000. I think, I don't know if ping pong was in the Olympic. Well, I guess it was cause it was in Forrest Gump, right? I mean, I don't know what the connection of that would be. Force Gump, oh, oh. ping pong was an Olympic sport because Force Gump in the movie. Even, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a Force Gump is obviously a fictional character. But um, Zach, that's not the come on, dude. Like it was based off of like he was a fictional character that went through real events. So like in Force Gump, they wouldn't have had him playing the Olympics for ping pong if ping pong was an Olympic sport. Like you see my point here? I will I, we'd like to check that after we figure that out. Archery, uh, badminton. We're gonna have to come up with something. I think archery. Archery. We gonna lock it in. Ar archery final A to Z. Ooh. Not it. Archery is incorrect. What was it? The correct answer, Taekwondo. Uh, that makes sense. Well, somebody said karate. A, a lot, there were some mixed. There were some mixed martial arts in there. Ooh, see, that would have put put us to the test, right? If we would have said mixed martial arts, and it that been we would have been correct. We've been correct. If we said that in Taekwondo, we would have been right. So, but we were wrong. So we're four and two. Taekwondo, the correct answer. All right, next question. Rashad Jones led the Dolphins in what category in 2012? 
Is he an offensive or defensive player? I, 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 my first gut was interceptions, but I was thinking receiving. I don't know who Rashad Jones is. I want to say he was a cornerback, but I, I don't know. I'm not like big league designs says INTs. That's what I again. That was my gut. Dom says interceptions too. A uh, lot I want of to tackles. say Rashad Jones is a is a corner. A lot of tackles. It could be tackles though. I think it's on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, Puka says defense that he was a safety. So we're kind of up in the air with tackles and Dom's, picks. Dom is very in on interceptions, and so are some others. So I'll repeat the question. Uh, if I can find Rashad it. Jones led the Dolphins in what statistical category in 2012? That was the question. He was he's a safety, is what people are saying. So I think I think intercept. It's either tackle, it's either tackles or interceptions. I would like to go with interceptions because that was my choice. All right, then let's finally all right. We're locking in Zach's interceptions. Answer final A to Z. Go for it. I will never lead you astray. Okay, yeah, okay. Good the boy. correct answer is I N T's. Let's okay. go. So we're five and two. Five and two. We got three more questions. Man, that was big. All right, next question. Who made the game-winning shot when the New York Knicks upset the Miami Heat in the 1999 playoffs? This is the ode to Jeff Van Gundy and Pat Riley. So when the Knicks beat the Heat in the playoffs, who hit the game-winning shot? Yeah. I mean, there's who a made lot the of- game-winning shot when the New York Knicks upset the Miami Heat in the 1999 playoffs? There's a lot of options for this. 99 player playoffs so walt frazier not on that team john starks there i mean it could be patrick ewing it could be starks it could be alan houston it could be a lot like the Knicks. it wasn't one. anthony mason because he can't shoot <laughs> yeah. that would be the alan houston's i mean there's a lot of really good comments and options for this we're getting a lot of nine alan houston was a big staple in that 1999 team because it was an upset because the Knicks, that was a, not a full season. Yeah. That was the strike season where the Spurs ended up winning with rookie Tim Duncan, right? Correct. I, Alan Houston is getting a lot of, um, Christopher says it was Alan Houston. I remember that game. I I, I believe that is. Do correct. we go with uh VFL Alan Houston? That would be my guess. Latrell Sprewell. Um, let's go Allen Houston, final A to Z. Let's lock it in. The correct answer, Allen Houston of the hey, New York Knickerbockers. Hey, how about uh, LO5 Fonzo? Again, the Miami, the Miami questions are doing pretty good today with Fonzo watching. There we go. Six and two. We got two more questions. All right, so this... I, I like this question because I think I know it, but it could be tricky. What baseball stadium was the movie Major League filmed in? So, obviously, Major League is about the Cleveland Indians. It's is that would that be considered Jacobs Field, or was that prior to that? Right? I don't know. They've got a, they, haven't they gotten a new stadium 
Or no, they haven't. Yeah, this is, but Major League was, I mean, Jim Tomei played in Jacobs Field. Or was I, it filmed somewhere else? That's that's where I'm, this is why it's a good question. I have is no idea. A, a I'm not trick. a big, I'm not a big like major league. You're I was never a movie fan guy. Of well, I guess yeah. this doesn't really matter. But when I was a kid, I watched movies, but I never really liked this one. Uh, there's a couple Milwaukee's. William and Jimmy both say Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee County Stadium, isn't it? So we've got we've got four Milwaukee's. Damn it, you guys are commenting a lot of times. I guess Milwaukee. I mean, that's the most popular answer. And I'll repeat it, the question: What baseball stadium was the movie Major League filmed in? So that kind of makes me think that it's not Jacobs Field in right. Cleveland. So Elias is saying County Stadium, Milwaukee. So I, I think we have to kind of go with Milwaukee. I would say Milwaukee final A to Z to get to seven and two. The correct answer, Milwaukee County Stadium. Huge from the chat. Big. The chat's been strong today. Very, very strong. strong. All right. So uh, seven and two. It's our last question. We've at least got the 70% today. I would love to get this eight and two to start off. 16 and four in our first two weeks of our trivia reset. I don't know if we're going to do that. Well, let's just see what happens. The chat's been good today. So let's see, let's make it happen. I think this, this player was referenced uh, recently by you, Austin, if I remember correctly, how many games did Johnny Flynn start during his rookie season? Johnny Flynn from Syracuse drafted fourth overall by the T-Wolves? <laughs> exactly. That Johnny Flynn? Yes. What? That Johnny Flynn. <laughs> so we just have to name a number between 0 and 82, right? That's that's basically what we're tasked it's with. It's pretty easy. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh. Johnny Flynn. We're getting a lot of 13s for some reason. <laughs> oh my God. I have no idea. That's why I said it's gonna be tough for us to get 80% today. I don't I don't make up the questions. No, you don't. You just sift through a bunch of them. I think it would be now. Here's where I believe. The situation Wait, is how many did was. he start or play? Well, start. And I believe that Ricky Rubio was starting over Johnny Flynn for the majority of the season. Yeah, I think so. So it is not a high number. I think it would start? be a low number. Golly. And the question is, how many did he start? Not just play. Correct. The question is, how many games did Johnny Flynn start during his rookie season? There's no way we get this right. Rob says he got hurt. I mean, we could go with the zero number. Is that like our one dollar, Bob? Is that that strategy of just like? <laughs> I don't think that they would put zero, but uh, 
AC says 13 and we've had 13 was early. A lot of early questions, a lot of early answers. And like we had a question mark, like Brett said, 13 question mark. A- but AC has said, <laughs> AC pool has said 13 multiple times. Did AC Google it? I don't know. Crompton says go high. I don't know. Johnny Flynn, not that good. Ugh. You want to go 13? Yeah, I mean, 13, whatever. 13, final A to Z, we're never going to get it. But we're also never going to forget the correct answer. The correct answer was how many games are in a season? 82. He started 81. Oh, Wow. Really? Johnny Flynn. Wow. That's sobering. <laughs> yeah, Crompton was right. Trick question. We got got. How many points did he average out here? I'm going to look it up. Johnny Flynn, I believe Johnny spelled with an H. It is. Man, 81. So seven and three today. Chat was big, a part of that seven. Yes. Um, let's see. Johnny Flynn started 81 games, played 81 games, averaged 28.9 minutes, oh, 13 and a half points a game. So not terrible from a rookie point guard. I mean, that was probably one of his best seasons. The best by far. Uh, he had averaged 13 and a half points, 4.4 assists per game as a rookie. Then he played 53 games, only started eight the next year. Uh, yeah. And then it just Dropped off. He was out of the league uh, by 2013. Wow. Wow. Well, seven and three. That's all she wrote. Another episode of sports trivia here on A to Z Sports. We do this every Tuesday to end the show. Hey, I, tough performance, but seven and three, we'll take it with some tough questions. We can live with it because when you Taekwondo, I mean, when you put the first two together, you know, we're at 75%. We went eight and two in week one, seven and three in week two. We just need to stay along the same path and we'll be okay. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. A lot of podcasts out today. The Big Orange podcast talking about Henry Toto and Rick Barnes. That's available in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Buck Rising will have a 615 Sessions podcast. And the Titan Up podcast will be out tomorrow on Wednesday. So we'll see you guys Wednesday morning. Have a good one. See you later. Adios.